Hello and welcome to Match of the Gay. I hope you're well and having a lovely day. Thank you so much for listening again. We appreciate all our lovely listeners out there. Uh, I'm just about recovered, I would say, from the epic events of two Sundays ago. Um, most of you will have caught up with the news by now, rightfully so. Um, but it, yeah, it has been all over the news. But history was made at Wembley on the 31st of July when the England women's national team won the UEFA Women's Championship for the very first time. Finally bringing it home for many English fans around the country. This is the first time, obviously, England have won a major title since 1966, putting the attention firmly in the spotlight for the women's game and, of course, making a huge, huge step forward for the women's game in the UK. You might be able to hear Dusty. She's playing with a butterfly over there. Please put the butterfly down. That's horrific. Honestly, cats are vile. Oh, no, it's a big moth, I think. Jesus Christ. Honestly, I still can't stop thinking about it um i've replayed the match about four times um i've watched all the socials i've followed all the players <laughs> i've watched all the news roundups i've read all the articles and i've even got a new t-shirt with chloe kennedy swinging her shirt on it uh which i've been wearing a lot it's probably needs to go in the wash now uh for anyone who listened into the last episode with kate hammer or anyone who follows me on Instagram or follows Match the Gay on Instagram, they all know that Ella and I obviously went to Wembley to see the final, England versus Germany. They played in front of a record-breaking crowd for any Euros tournament, that's male or female, alongside 87,192 fans. So that is, well... I mean, that's record-breaking, and it really is a big fuck you, really, to many of the big male clubs that refuse to host a game across England. Um, not only this this year, this championship, but pre- previous championships before um, uh, across, across, you know, not just in the UK. Uh, but I, I did hear Alex Scott rightfully say that the women's game will no longer beg for hosts. If they don't accept the business, then it's their loss. So I am super, super excited to see how the game grows over the next WSL season in terms of business, but also in terms of access and funding at grassroots level for young women. Because I will tell you right now, there were a lot of wee girls in that crowd and there are going to be a lot of young girls that are going to want to go and play football now. This episode is dedicated to Ella and I's former London club, LLKA. Uh, we still see them occasionally, still occasionally play for them when we're down in London. It is an inclusive lesbian kickabout team that play twice a week. And really, it's a community of incredible people who honestly actually did change my life when I, when I, when I joined. Um, I've spoken about them quite a fair amount on the, the podcast, but we met up before the game to celebrate and to, to be together, to walk down to Wembley. Uh, all as a sort of packed and it was honestly just it felt like pride again you know it felt, pride recently has been a bit strange because of all the commercialization the rainbow rainbow washing but it felt like pride again and it felt so special I managed to catch up with a couple of the players on the way down to ask them about how they were feeling on the historic day that was the 31st of July but also how they felt 
um, about going down there with LLK as a community. Um, but of course, it all started with the last minute Megabus journey down, 11.30 overnight sleeper to get there. We took a nostalgic trip down memory lane to relive the Megabus experience, uh, some ride-like. I think it's been about seven years, seven or eight years since I've had to take one. And wow, it was, yeah, it was something. You're the only person I'm prepared to do this for. We have boarded the Megabus. It is absolutely Ramalama Tim Tam. We are en route to Wembley via the Megabus. This is Match of the Gay Life. Um, quite a mix of folk, really. It's been about a couple of years since I've been on a Megabus. Um, not since 2010. Quite loud. <laughs> but here we are, and we'll keep you posted on the event. Will be removed from the coach, so no alcohol, no smoking. Okay, good to know. Didn't say anything about pills. Lower deck at the back. If you're coming from the upper deck, use the rear stairs only. Rear stairs only. Do not use the front stairs. And watch your step. As it's a night coach, most people will be sleeping. So can you please put your phones on silent, phone calls, emergencies only. And if you plan to listen to music or watch a movie, please ensure you've got earphones in. Obviously. Mm, say that, but... There are charging points on the, on the coach, either underneath your seats or by the headrests in front of you. I used to live for these speeches, man. It's a bit warm up at the moment, but once we get going, it will cool down considerably. Great, I've not got a jacket. Tit. Doesn't even have water for this journey, he's such an amateur. I drank it on the way up to Buchanan. So, Ellis brought some snacks for the journey. What can we get you from the snack trolley? What, what is there? What, what's on offer? Well, we've got some old fruit that was probably past its best a few days ago. <laughs> we've got some packets of crisps that have been open for a good few weeks that we need finishing off. Um, probably quite a lot of broken biscuits in a bag now, along with half-eaten Trek bars that Hannah likes to festoon around the house. I just find them too dense, you know, to get through one. So I like to do them in halves or sometimes thirds. Oh, we've got some big hula hoops. That's big hula hoops. Could I have some crisps, please? It is 7.03 and we are arriving... Just approaching uh, South London now. There's mints in my bag, but I don't know where they are, because I bet both of our breaths are humming. How was your sleep on the Megabus, Ella? Um, not bad. I did feel like Winston, the wobbling head dog from the insurance adverts, just shuggling down the motorway. You did actually manage to sleep. I had about an hour of sleep, if that. I wouldn't even say it was an hour of sleep. I'd say it was an hour's rest, resting my eyes. Um, but I think you must add about four, four to five hours sleep. Well, I came prepared. I had something to cover my eyes. I had a cushion. I had something warm to wear. Where is you bowled on here? Like you were going on a bus down the road for 10 minutes on a bright summer's day. 
and then you sat on your laptop for three hours with the bright, bright screen, working your little rods in your eyes. But I did manage to edit some of Match of the Gay episode one, so buzzing. So we're out. We made it. Well done, El. Oh, my hammies. My hammies. My hammies. Gotta get them stretched out for the game later. Alright. That was a um, pretty long journey, but we made it and um, we're here in London on the day of the final. I can't believe it. Going to Wembley. So we made it on the tube to Wembley, the atmosphere is absolutely amazing. We are now at the Torch Pub, which is just up the road from Wembley Stadium. And I'm joined with Valentina from LLK. This episode is dedicated to the London Lesbian Kickabouts, as we are here with most of the team, I would say. Valentina, how are you feeling about today? Oh, very excited. I think it's going to be a great match. Germany is very strong, but I I do hope that England is going to draw that and win this amazing final to show how women football is just football. Exactly. And how long have you been attached to LLK? Oh, uh, 10 years. 10 years? Yes. Oh. And I'm, I am been dealing 10 years with these women playing football. A bit of a crazy one. Crazy lesbian. Crazy lesbian around. Do you think today's a big important day then for this team as well in terms of its history? I think history? it's a big day for history and for this yeah. team, but for history for sure. Because we should show the world that women can play football yeah. it's just not a man's sport yeah. and it's amazing to see people around and people choosing up all ready to watch the match yeah. amazing how do you feel about um, Italy's performance this time it was a bit underwhelming they were very young yeah. very very young so it's coming up it's coming up but we're not ready for the level of it's coming up but it's not coming home no but all <laughs> and I hope he's coming home for England! Woo! Woo! So we are now heading towards Wembley Stadium and I am joined with the wonderful Jyoti. Please fill us in on your role at LLK and what LLK means to you and particularly this day as well for you as an England fan. Yeah, so um, I've been with LLK since, oh, well, I think it's been about five years now. Um, I play left back, preferably. Well, I'll play anywhere. <laughs> I'll play anywhere in defence, to be fair. And um, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, this this is my community. Um, LK has helped me to come out to my family, come out at work. This was the group I found um, after a particularly bad breakup at the time, and it just helped me stay sane yeah. after all of that. Um, especially as someone from. With, with an Asian background, yeah. Indian heritage, you know, finding these communities is particularly hard because uh, they're not visible. Yeah. Um, so finding LLK was just a saviour, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, that's fucking amazing, isn't it? Yeah. And here we all are today. So many different ages, so many different backgrounds, and we're just here to watch the women's team hopefully win a fucking final in the Euros. I mean, it's historic. What has been your experience of watching the women's team this year? Have you felt connected to it? Um, Have you been enjoying the matches? What's your experience of this year's tournament been like? 
Yeah, the matches have been brilliant and feel absolutely connected with the women's teams. Um, I mean, just England, they just they just are so... They're, they're, they feel so human. Like, sometimes we put all these people on a pedestal and actually, I just, for the first time, I feel able to connect with these individuals. Um, yeah, I'm, a, I'm an Arsenal fan, am I allowed to say that? On yeah, the of course, we are too. <laughs> um, and so, you know, seeing Beth Mead, Leah Williams, yeah. Leah Williamson, and, you know, having, you know, we've met them at the Arsenal ground, we've met them at Boreham Woods, and it just makes them real because they, they come and they care about their fans, they walk yeah. around the pitch every single game, and they actively care about the people who are there, and they, they know, like, how they represent us, they represent yeah. the football community, they represent represent the LGBT plus community, yeah. and uh, it and is they, just they, so important. Very prominently as well, I mean, like, there's so many out players in that squad, and in in the women's game in general and that is a huge thing I mean today even just like walking around Wembley and walking around the pubs and stuff like it feels like pride yeah yeah oh absolutely absolutely you know people have turned up with their England kit and something rainbow you know there's multiple many many people who have done that yeah um, because that is the connection women's football creates a safe space yeah. for LGBT plus women in particular yeah. but you know who love football yeah. and and that is so powerful and, and it it's is not a space. even questioned is it no. like it's never been a, an issue no not at all not at all it is the most inclusive space I think I've ever been in and, and, <laughs> and, and, and without it being you know oh you're all gay you should all be friends with yeah, nothing yeah. else in common yeah. but you know this is something in common and I, I found lifelong friends through it yeah, yeah. It does feel like a little family. I mean, it's really special. Obviously, Ellen and I met at LLK, and this has been seven years now. And, you know, there's people who have been married, they've got kids now, people are trying for kids. Like, it feels like today we're just walking down to Wembley right now. Look, we can see the... We can see the... What was that called? The, the arch. The arch. Yeah, we don't have that in Scotland. I mean, we don't tend to get many to many finals. So, um, but yeah, we we're walking down and a sort of packed today, and it's just really beautiful. We're just passing the tube station now, and um, it's getting pretty busy. I think it's going to be. What do you think the um, the turnout is going to be today? Well, it's a, a stadium of ninety thousand capacity. It's yeah. sold out. I hope we're hitting eighty minimum. I think so. I mean, I think Barca hit it with the top. Yes. I mean, there are like about 90,000 or something, yes. but I don't think we'll make, reach that today, but it's looking pretty special. We're going to get to a pretty noisy bit, so we're going to end this conversation, but it was so good to speak to Jyoti, and I'll, I'll catch up with you later on. Thanks, Hannah. Good luck. So I'm in Wembley now. I'm actually inside. It's unbelievable, the atmosphere. It's filling up big time. And where we're sitting, we can actually see the amazing flares of Gabby Logan. And we can see Alex Scott. It's basically like Pride, but without the commercial bullshit. And it's going to be unreal. Um, we're off. We're at the final. We're here. It's absolutely fucking packed. I don't think I can see a single seat empty. England, Germany, here we are. Match Gay Live. We're off. England on the break. They're coming up. Frank Kirby. Frank Kirby's in the left-hand side. She's in the box. She's not in. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Ellen White on the head, but it's gone to the keeper. start from England. Fantastic. Three minutes, ten seconds in. It's a corner. Corner for England. Ellen White did really well in the corner and we've got a little 
Beth Mead kick from the right hand side. Here we go. Here's the first goal coming up. Let's go. Lovely ball. Go on, Sammy. Go on, girl. Go on. That's nice. That's nice. Lovely. Oh, you fucker. Oh, you fucker. Bronze, moving forward. Lovely cross to seven. Germany on the attack here. They should take the cross by Zabayad. Absolutely fuming, fuming at this. They think it's a penalty, at least a free kick. Here we go. It's outside the box. Here we go. This is it. Number one. Number one for England. Here we go. Come on. Back of the net. Come on. Again, come on, on the heads. Here we go. Come on, in. Oh, you fucker! Jesus, that was close. Lovely ball, lovely ball. One friend. So it got to the point with um, match of the day live at Wembley, where I started to feel that I just wanted to be in it. So. <laughs> Um, I stopped recording and I just watched the match and I was just a part of it. And I would say, apart from Hibs winning the Scottish Cup, it was probably one of my favourite games I've ever been to in my life. Um, as I said, the, the inclusivity of it all, the atmosphere, the safeness of it, um, the joy, pure joy that was around uh, the families, babies, just everywhere you looked. It was incredible. Um, England went on to win uh, in the second part of the extra time and it just absolutely erupted that place. Honestly, I've never, I've never really been in an environment like it. Surely, surely that's it. Surely that's it. Come on. Come on. 
because it felt like a weight, a release of 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 pain, of uh, frustration, of um, it felt like a, a roar of positivity, of celebration towards um, this fight that we've been fucking fighting for so long um, in the women's game, trying to reclaim what was taken away from us um, by the FA, by men. And it just felt so beautiful to see so many young boys, dads, you know, people who are there who clearly cared and wanted England to win so much for the future of their children, for themselves as well. And it felt like a, a big, big stop to it all. It felt like this was the moment where we went, nah, like, we need to let go of this. And yes, you have banned us for so long. And yes, we have had to fight for this moment. Yes, we have so much, you know, fighting to go on. But in this moment right now, we we are the best. We are the best England team that there is. And it, it was such a such a, a proud moment. And I'm not even English. I'm not even English, but I think for women's football, I just couldn't help but know the gravitas of the moment. And I mean, it was tearful. There was a lot, you know, we've been playing, I've been playing football since I was three, four. And it's meant everything to me. And it, there were so many people in that audience that, and, that felt the same. And it was more than just winning a game of football. It really was a massive, massive step forward for feminism as well. And um, I was so proud to have been a part of that. So glad my friend told me that. <laughs> Reminded me I'd booked my tickets because um, if I'd missed it, I would have been very, very gutted. So yeah, the game ended 2-1. It was really special. And what we're going to try and do now with Match the Gay is we are going to follow WSL for the first time because obviously every time I do Match the Gay, it tends to run alongside a tournament, which is fantastic and really, really fun. I think in order to um, continue to promote women's football, raise awareness of it and enjoy it, um, I want to do, you know, what Ian Wright is saying, which is follow the WSL, go to the games, go to your local women's team, get people involved in the game. And um, so we will be doing some episodes over the next few months. Um, I'm actually about to go away on another tour um, of Pride and Prejudice, sort of. So I will be taking my stuff and I will be interviewing people along the way. Um, and I really hope you can join us for that. Thank you so much for watching football again and listening to these silly podcasts. It does make a difference. Um, every game that's watched, every you know conversation you have about the game, the women's game, it moves it forward. And that's what it's all about. So thank you so much and see you in a few weeks' time. <laughs>